Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace. Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Thank you all so much for tuning in today and every weekday. Just a programming note, I will be off tomorrow. We have a great fill-in host who's taking over the mic. That's right, Caroline Levitt will be filling in for me from 12 to 3 tomorrow, so I know you guys will want to tune in to hear everything she has to say. Hopefully, she'll give us some insight into 2024. And, you know, I would actually really love for her to answer today's question. Like, does she think the media really wants Trump to win? Deep down, do they love Trump? Just when they thought they were out, Trump's pulled them back in. I don't know. It's a question worth asking. But you'll definitely want to tune in to hear Caroline tomorrow. And um, then I will be back on Thursday and Friday. Joining us now, though, for 2A Tuesday is Toby Leary. Toby, thank you so much for joining the show. I actually want to start today by playing a sound cut for you, and then we'll get to the calls. Just a reminder to everyone, the number is 844-500-4242. Call that number. We'll get you right on with Toby in this next hour. Toby, this is Representative Dan Goldman. He is a spoiled brat from New York. He was one of the lawyers on one of Trump's impeachments. Um, And he is talking about how the Mexican cartels are importing fentanyl because they use guns made in America. If your mind is in a pretzel after that, I don't blame you. But let's play it and then we'll get Toby's reaction. This is cut one. And we've had testimony from actual experts on this over the course of the last year who have made it very clear that the Mexican drug cartels are the ones who control the fentanyl trade at the border. And unfortunately, the Mexican drug cartels have that authority because they possess guns and weapons of war. But unfortunately, those weapons of war come from American manufacturers, not from Mexico or elsewhere. I have introduced a bill called the Disarming Cartels Act, which is designed to curb the exportation of weapons manufactured by American companies to the drug cartels, which fuels the fentanyl trade operation, Toby, I'm going to let you respond to that. And uh, what what would you say to Representative Dan Goldman? Dan, you got a dizzying intellect. But on the other hand, um, you know who this is going to affect the most, Grace? Who? The federal government. The federal government is the one who is trafficking firearms across the border to Mexico. They did it in Operation Wide Receiver. I had uh, Mike Deddy, who was a gun dealer, that blew the whistle, basically. He alerted the ATF that he suspected a cartel member was purchasing a gun off him at a gun show. And when the ATF looked into it, they got back to him and said, yes, you're right. This, I believe, is a cartel member, but here's the deal. We want you to keep selling him guns so that we can build a case so that we can go after the cartels. And he said, uh, okay, are you sure you want me to do this? Yes. 
And for the next three years, he signed a confidential informant agreement with the ATF, and they trafficked thousands of firearms across the border to Mexican gun cartel, I mean, Mexican drug cartels. And guess what they did? They lost track of them. They never resulted in one arrest of a drug cartel. They didn't bring down anybody except some of the low-level purchasers, the straw purchasers at the gun shows. And they went from like a four-person office to like a hundred-person office in Phoenix. Uh, And they expanded from Operation Wide Receiver to Operation Fast and Furious, which, guess what? This has all come full circle. There's still guns being found as a result of that operation on the southern border and in Mexico on cartel members. Um, in fact, in fact, uh, that um, Mexican drug lord, um, what was his name, Chavez, I think, uh, ended up when he got arrested, he had guns from Operation Fast and Furious on his possession. And uh, there was a gun that was involved in a shooting that ended up taking the life of Border Patrol agent Brian Perry. So because of the government pushing guns across the border and there's still suspicion that it's still happening, Grace, that it never really stopped. They said, oh, yeah, we mothballed this whole operation. And that was when Eric Holder claimed attorney client privilege with the Obama administration so that he wouldn't have to testify before a uh, House committee that was investigating this, they never testified. The Obama administration never had to have its day in court, never had to give accountability for letting thousands upon thousands of guns go across the border to Mexico. So the, the American government is the one that has been in the business of trafficking guns across the southern border. So any gun that ends up down there, I lay on, at the feet of the American government. It's not because American manufacturers exist. That is absolutely ridiculous. Um, guns end up all over the world through different export methods. And uh, there's other countries that manufacture guns that I'm sure Mexican drug cartels end up with. And it has nothing to do with the intention of the American or the world, uh, other worldly company that makes these firearms, hoping that they end up in the hands of drug cartels. Um, the the whole policy on the southern border is the responsibility of the U.S. government. They have one responsibility uh, that is written in the Constitution, and that is to secure our borders against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And the fact that our southern border is just an open highway back and forth uh, for drug cartels and tra- human trafficking is is on all that blood is on the hands of the politicians that allow it to happen. It is absolutely disgusting what is going on on our southern border. And it has nothing to do with the gun industry. It has everything to do with the policies of our current administration and those that are in power that refuse to do the hard thing and secure the border. What a wonderful... not that hard. Toby, what a wonderful answer to that asinine statement from uh, Dan Goldman. I wish somebody had been in that uh, congressional hearing that could have responded with some of those facts. But unfortunately, this guy is just going completely unchecked uh, and he's allowed to kind of spread this what the left will call misinformation. I wish there was a Toby Leary in the room for these conversations, because like we talked about last week, a lot of these people who want to impose this gun control 
control on law-abiding citizens, they don't really have a grasp of what they're talking about. And like I always say to the listeners, I don't pretend to be a gun expert, but I can at least refer to one. I can say, hey, Toby can answer that question for you. Or, you know, I'll call up Toby and say, what does this mean? Or, or what what is this term? These men and women in our government are so confident, but when they open their mouths, you get the sense they don't know anything. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, the biggest irony of all that, Grace, is when you look at the weapons that the drug cartels possess, None of those are being sold at local gun stores. They have self-fed machine guns. They have um, all kinds of automatic weapons. They have, um, you know, weapons that have been banned in this country for a long period of time or requires, uh, you know, extra levels of scrutiny for anyone to purchase. In other words, this NFA Act, the National Firearms Act, firearms uh, require us to pay a $200 tax the federal government, again, approves that sale or transfer of automatic weapons every single time, whether it's a destructive device or an um, uh, automatic weapon or a short-barreled rifle or a short-barreled shotgun. Um, all of that is a highly regulated business. There's no local gun shop trafficking those firearms to drug cartels down in Mexico. I promise you that. They would be shut down so fast. But the whole point of that fast and furious and operation wide receiver that came out as a result of, um, you know, some investigation was that they wanted to pin the guns being in Mexico on law abiding responsible gun owners and gun stores that are on the Southern border. That was the whole intent. That's how nefarious that whole operation was. It wasn't just, that they had good intentions and executed horribly, which they often do. Um, it was that nefarious where they wanted to paint this picture that the gun trade in America is so corrupt that they're trafficking firearms to cartels, which is killing Americans and causing them to be strengthened and the Mexican government can't even do anything about it. That's really what they wanted to pin on us the lawful, law-abiding gun owner and gun business on the southern border so that they could shut it down, so that they could conjure up this massive, massive national uh, narrative against us to stoke the fire and get everybody all upset at the gun industry so that it, they could shut it down in a new way. Um, that's how evil these people are. They, they really think that they, can, they, they controlled the media so they could do this. And um, it's just unbelievable. And it backfired on him. And there was no accountability for it whatsoever. Toby, I'm going to end here so we can get people on the lines who want to ask you questions when we come back. But I appreciate your answer to that uh, to that sound cut because I think it was phenomenal. Uh, if you want to get on the lines, it's 844-500-4242. Toby can answer any of your questions. So whether it's about maybe you want to get something for Christmas, maybe you have a question about ammo, a, a question about the law that you're confused about. Like Toby says, sometimes the vagueness, the confusion of these laws in Massachusetts is the point. So if you want to clarify something, something now's your chance it's 844-500-4242 you can also text in to 617-213-1066 before we go to break though i wanted jared to fill people in because i'm noticing i'm just noticing this in my own life jared when i drive in here the traffic in the morning people are stressed out people get i find it's supposed to be the most fun time of the year 
It's not. People get stressed. People are trying to check off everything off their Christmas list. They're trying to buy stuff. They're trying to, you know, bring that Christmas magic to their kids. And that can lead to a lot of stress for people. But there's a way you can relax. And it's actually a great time of year to unplug and chill out and go somewhere where you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, that place is the Nosset Beach Inn in New Orleans down in Cape Cod. Uh, it's the most tranquil place that I have ever been to. Uh, the rooms are cozy. They all have a fireplace and a picture window so you can see. There's two queen beds in every room. They're pet friendly. It's kid friendly. And the rooms are r- right on the beach. I mean, you are steps from the beach. It doesn't matter where which room you get. You are steps from the beach. The, the fire pits. Um, it's just great to sit out in the cool air or the cold air right next to that uh, fire pit. You could watch the sunrise with your morning coffee like we did. You could watch the moonrise. You get to see stars, which is something you can't really do in the city. Uh, to just this time of year, to just be down on the Cape when it's quiet, there's no tourists. It's not you know overstimulating. It's just take a nice long stroll on the beach, you know, and the views from there are incredible. Every room has a great view of the ocean Uh, i went down there like i said yesterday um december 4th was when i stayed there uh during the christmas season a couple years ago and the trees were out and the ambiance was fantastic it really does just relax you yeah and if we're telling you about something great it's usually coming at a really great price and this is no exception these prices at the nasa beach Inn right now are just unbelievable. You can stay there for under $200 this winter. If you're familiar with Cape Cod, you know that that is a rare find. So don't delay. These rooms go fast, and it's a great place to stay during school vacation weeks, but really anytime, anytime you want to just unwind and get away. And I think soak in this holiday season and spirit um, without all the chaos, like really enjoy it for what it is, which is supposed to be a peaceful time, a relaxing time. And you can reserve your ocean view room. Go to NossetBeachInn.com. That's NossetBeachInn.com. The number is 844-500-4242. Taking all of your questions for Toby Leary from Cape Gun Works when we come back. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. The number is 844-500-4242. We're talking with Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks, and we're going to get to all of your questions in just a moment. So get on the line. It's 844-500-4242. But the poll question today is brought to you by Toyota of Portsmouth. Keep your Toyota a Toyota and schedule your next service appointment online at toyotaofportsmouth.com. Get more value with factory-trained technicians and genuine Toyota parts. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is what does the media want for 2024? Trump to lose the primary, Trump to win the primary but lose the general, or Trump to win the primary and the general? I think they want him to win both. I think they want him to be president again. They want they want the glory days. 16% think that they want Trump to win everything. 55% say win the primary but lose the general. And 28% for lose the primary. 
Okay, and we are talking with Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. We're so excited to have him. Let's go to the callers here who are waiting patiently. Harry, you're up next with Toby. Go ahead, Harry. Hey, Toby. Hey, Harry, how are you? Pretty good. Hey, I I wanted to ask you a question, and uh, I sent uh, a firearm back to the maker uh, for warranty repairs. Uh, I requested a um, uh, a label. They sent me a label. I got it. I sent it back to them. They got it. They repaired it. Now they they said we can't send it back to you. Got to go through the FFL. Well, I had. Uh, I'm not going to mention the manufacturer, but I sent uh, uh, the manufacturer. I, I had a defect. He sent me. Uh, he sent me a label. I sent it back to him. He sent it back to the house. So I called the state of Massachusetts. I didn't mention the maker. They said the maker shouldn't have sent it back to you. Should have sent it. Should have sent it to the FFL. So I find out now. I gotta go to the FFL, and I have to re-register the gun again, and I have to go through a background check again. I said, uh, "Wait yeah. a minute. The gun's already registered with the state of Massachusetts." What's your question, Harry? Yeah, no, I understand the question. Okay. Um, I'm glad. The, the, the bottom line is they're wrong. The state is wrong. Uh, they always tell everybody that they want a background check and a re-registration of the firearm, but that, that gun is yours. It's already registered to you. The manufacturer can send it right to your door. It does not have to go to an FFL. So you don't have to do a thing, Harry. Everything that you've done is correct. The state sometimes gets confused about that. And uh, I don't know why the state wants us to re-register guns that are already registered to us in our name. Uh, But I've heard this multiple times and actually been told that uh, by the state. But it's ridiculous because gunsmith repairs can be shipped out and shipped back directly to the owner. Um, No transfer has taken place. Um, it is a. It is still your property. There's no transfer of ownership. So that is um, fake news. Very fake news, um, Harry. They they did the right thing by shipping it right to you. If another gun you've sent out for warranty repair and they won't send it back to you, by all means use us as a shipper and we'll take care of you on that end. But um, if you want that, that's uh, you know. And if I might digress just a little bit. Grace, this is something I've never really talked about on the air, but um, we offer a gun guarantee at Cape Gunworks. Um, so anybody who buys a new or used gun um, can get a five-year warranty with that gun for 50 bucks or a lifetime warranty with that gun for 100 bucks. Wow. And then we take care of, we take care of everything for people. So when it, all they have to do is bring the gun back to us and we'll package it, ship it back and um, to the manufacturer. We'll deal with all that so that you don't end up in this tight spot that Harry's in where he doesn't know whether to bring it to the gun store, re-register it or do an FA-10 or can the manufacturer send it back or whatever. It's just one of the services we offer and we decided to do this a couple of years ago um, just as a service because so many people had us doing it anyway. And by the time we pack and ship a gun and out and back, it's 50, 60 bucks. So for the cost of one shipment to a manufacturer, you can end up getting it uh, 
as part of the service we offer. Okay, 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. I think because we just had this conversation about gun manufacturers in reference to um, a new theory that Dan Goldman's throwing out there, and Toby was quick to debunk it. Now a lot of the texters are referring to another story that involves Smith & Wesson, which we talk about a lot during this segment. And I just wanted to get Toby's take on it. It says, this is from Fox News. Liberal activists are preparing to file a lawsuit against the board of one of the largest gun manufacturers in the United States, alleging that the company exposed shareholders to unnecessary liability by selling and promoting AR-15 rifles and thus violating... Um, their fiduciary duty. In a draft of a lawsuit viewed by Fox News Digital expected to be filed this week, liberal activist shareholder plaintiffs alleged that the board of Smith & Wesson knowingly allowed the company to become exposed to significant liability for intentionally violating federal, state, and local laws through its manufacturing, marketing, and sales of AR-15-style rifles and similar semi-automatic firearms. Toby, uh, this is a trend that uh, hasn't really picked up too much steam, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't been attempted many times to blame gun manufacturers for what what happens with the guns. Can you respond to that and uh, tell us if if these gun manufacturers in the United States should be fearful going forward? Yeah, you know, it's amazing to me. In any other segment of society, the best seller is what the shareholders want, right? Like, you know, this is like shareholders calling on Ford to stop production of the F-150, the thing that is the most productive uh, vehicle in their lineup and say, you know, because you have so many of these things, more people are going to get in car accidents in F-150. So therefore you're unduly exposing us to risk, which is, just totally insane. Shareholders should be saying, hey, AR-15s are what the the people want. So what's your production intentions for next year? You know, we should be looking at ways to increase production, lower costs, get more out there. That is the gun that people want. The irony of this, Grace, is that when you look at the actual amount of shootings done with AR-15s, it is a fraction of the weapons actually used every day in shootings in violence around the country. Um, Just recently, I saw Gifford start to focus in a little bit on Chicago, which is funny because Chicago's like, you know, they don't even care what goes on in a weekend in Chicago when 40 or 50 or 60 people are shot. They only care about uh, AR-15s when they're used for, you know, horrific reasons. Never mind the fact that, according to the CDC, which is no friend of the Second Amendment, anywhere from 500 to 3 million defensive gun uses occur every year. And we want to hone in and focus on the few hundred shootings a year with the most popular rifle in the country, the AR-15, and say, see, this is what's making our nation less safe. When the evidence directly points to the contrary, Grace, and because there's 
30 or 40 or 50 million AR-15s in production or in circulation in the United States, that, that proves that it's actually making us safer because people are thinking twice about robbing people who might own one. So uh, only, they're only used in gun-free zones to negative effect. And, and most of the time, people don't want to look at statistics because they know that the picture paints, the, it, it, the road leads to a much different place than they want to go. But unfortunately, that's, that's what they do. They key in on it. And I find that ironic that a shareholder wants to halt production of their most uh, profitable category in the company. Yeah, we'll keep people posted as this um, story plays out. It's not the first time we've seen something like this, uh, but this one is picking up some traction. Let's go to Rick. You're up next with Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. Go ahead, Rick. Hey, Toby, I had a quick question about a Glock 43. I uh, called Chelsea Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, and they told me I could buy a Glock 43 if I went to a dealer and had it transferred. But then when I went to the gun dealer, he said I couldn't buy the Glock 43X in Massachusetts. But then yeah, when I went that, to New Hampshire, the is, gun... Yeah, go ahead. But then I went to a... What, what were you going to say about New Hampshire? New Hampshire gun dealer, when I went there, it, he told me if they broke it down and shipped it into two pieces to a gun dealer down here, that I could purchase it. Any truth to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's incredibly amusing to me that when you refer to Chelsea, what he's referring to is the, um, the Firearms Record Bureau in, at the Department of Public Safety in Chelsea told him that he could buy a Glock 43 at a store. Every gun dealer in Massachusetts knows that's not true, even though Glock has paid to have the gun tested for sale in our market and added to the approved weapons roster. The attorney general's office says that it doesn't meet their definition of a safe gun under their regulations. So therefore, we can't sell it except to law enforcement officers who are exempt from the attorney general's regulations. How ironic is that? They say it's not a safe gun for you and I to own, but they allow law enforcement to use them in their official capacity, which only proves that they're, uh, they really are just going for a backdoor gun ban, that it had nothing to do with public safety ever. And so to get back to your question, Rick, yes, absolutely. If a frame gets trans- transferred to a dealer, you can purchase that frame from the dealer. The Massachusetts um, law doesn't have any regulations about frames or receivers whatsoever. So um, a dealer can sell you a frame. Then you can source a slide somewhere else um, and you can put it together and then register it yourself after you build it into a complete gun. So it's, it's, it's kind of the only workaround, if you will, but it, it's ridiculous that we have to even participate in such unconstitutional behavior uh, when after the Heller decision, the, the court, Supreme Court ruled that they the, that no one can ban guns that are in common and ordinary use. Yet here we are uh, 15 years later and we're still fighting that fight. But I believe help is on the horizon. It's just going to take time uh, before this unconstitutional list goes away. But great question, Rick. We get it all the time. 
A lot of people want to buy a Glock. That's like the AR-15 of the handgun world, right? Um, more people want what they uh, the most popular gun in America is. Not only that, but 65% of all law enforcement agencies in the country use Glocks. So if they were an unsafe gun, as the Attorney General's office says, then uh, that would be a, a much different story, but it's not. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that'll all go away though soon enough once it reaches the the court system. There is some uh, there is some pending uh, litigation, if you will, in the court. The Firearms Policy Coalition has a case that's coming up that is gonna has been allowed to go forward. But originally, that the whole assault, uh, approved weapons roster was tried and found. Uh, and it was upheld several times before the Bruins decision. All right. Thank you very much, Rick. Toby, can you let people know where they can follow you, where they can visit you in person, and where they can find out more about Cape Gunworks? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Grace. Um, we've been here on 96 Airport Road going on eight years now. Uh, we're really excited about that. Uh, so you can come visit us. We have tons of classes. We have license-to-carry classes. We have, um, you know, practical handgun classes on the safe and efficient use of your firearm. You can also take a private lesson with one of our instructors. So you can go to capegunworks.com and sign up for that and uh, check out all of our class offerings. We just had a uh, concealed carry and home defense class this past Saturday, which enables you to get the Florida non-resident license, which then has reciprocity with, I think, uh, 27 or I'm sorry, 35 other states. So that's a great class to take. Um, but right now is the best time to get your license to carry because I think there's still some of the cheap bastard deal uh, license to carry certificates at howiecarshow.com. So you can get them for half price. You can get them for 50 bucks, put them in people's stockings, give them away as uh, employee benefits this year, whatever you need to do to help your friends get armed. And uh, you can shop online as well, capegunworks.com. But we'd love it if you'd join us on all of our social media content. We're at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio. Um, and then once a week, we do a radio show, more of the same, more of what you hear on uh, 2A Tuesday. We take all your questions and answer uh, gun-related questions and talk about the news of the day at rapidfireradio.us. Go there, sign up to be alerted whenever we go live. And uh, we've been doing that on Wednesdays from 4 to 6, and that's been great. We've had a lot of fun with that. Uh, so it's, it's nice to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in gun world, and that's where we do it. So, uh, But we're always happy to be on 2A Tuesday as well So, uh, and speak to such a great audience. The number one midday talk show in Boston is always a pleasure to be on, Grace. Thank you very much, Toby. And we love having you. And like Toby said, you can get that Cape Gunworks Basic Firearms LTC class. Go to GraceCurleyShow.com, click on store. It's a $100 value. You're getting it for just 50 bucks. So that's a really great deal. As Toby mentioned, it's a great and easy Christmas gift that you can grab right now at GraceCurleyShow.com. Before we go to the break here, I just wanted to read this. This is something that has been tossed around a lot over the last couple of months, but hasn't picked up the same amount of outrage that I think it would if it were happening under any other administration. And that's the fact that Congress has spent billions of dollars on EV chargers 
and not one has come online. So this is from Politico. Congress, at the urging of the Biden administration, agreed in 2021 to spend $7.5 billion to build tens of thousands of electric vehicle chargers across the country, aiming to appease anxious drivers while tackling climate change. So it's a twofer. You make the drivers happy and you tackle climate change. Now, um, there have been no charters. Not a single one has been installed this by at least by this program. And I like the framing of this. It says states in the charger industry blame the delays mostly on the labyrinth of new contracting and performance requirements they have to navigate to receive federal funding. While federal officials have authorized more than two billion dollars of the funds to be sent to states, fewer than half the states have even started to take bids from contractors to build the chargers, let alone begin construction. If Trump had urged Congress to spend billions of dollars on any program whatsoever, and almost at the end of his first term, nothing had come from it. The money has was there, the money was spent, but nothing had come from it. Do you think we'd be talking about a labyrinth of new contracting and performance requirements and navigating this and how, oh, the sluggish rollout... What rollout? There's, there isn't a rollout. For it to be sluggish, something would have to be being rolled out. They say the sluggish rollout could undermine President Joe Biden's re-election messaging promoting electric vehicles. You think? I would hope so. I would hope this undermines it. The fact that he's spending billions of dollars and they can't get one charger station set up. The sluggish rollout. I think sluggish is kind of putting this rollout mildly. How about the non-existent rollout? I think that one makes a little bit more sense. When we come back, we're going to talk to Howie Carr. I'm actually going to have Howie um, explain. I, I was I was summarizing a call he had with someone a few weeks ago about Ukraine and the situation there versus Israel. And I didn't do it justice because Howie, Howie was able to really break this down in a way that I think is important, especially if you end up debating someone about this. It's good to have this knowledge. So we'll have Howie explain it for himself. Um, but before we go to break, one thing you can always count on with me, Jared, is I'm always cold. I always have. I have a sweater on right now. I usually have multiple layers on. And I'm usually trying to warm myself up. It's hard, though, especially in an office or even at your house. Everybody has different temperatures they like. So you end up fighting with your spouse. You end up fighting with your coworkers. You want it hot. They want it a little cooler. Well, I have the solution for you. And that is the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater. My days of being chilly are long gone. The best part is I don't have to argue with anybody because I get to bring it wherever I go. With the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater, I can bring the warmth with me. So if I'm sitting in the living room watching TV or if I'm getting ready for the show, I'm in my office at my desk, I just turn on my Gen 40 and the combination of infrared heat and convective heat, it works together to create a roaring fireplace type of heat. It takes all the sting out of these cold New England style winters. The Gen 40 is sleek. It's stylish. It really does look great in any setting. It doesn't stick out like a sore thumb like some of these space heaters. And plus now with Christmas around the corner, the price of everything, gifts, gas, groceries, everything is adding up fast. It might be stressing you out. The Gen 40 is going to help de-stress you because it's going to help reduce your at-home heating bills. I've already seen that from my perspective using this heater in my home. Heating up parts of your house that you never use is a complete waste of money. It's 
it's flushing money down the drain. So I can attest to the quality of the Eden Pure products. And right now, my friends at Eden Pure are giving you $50 off their very popular Gen 40 heater. You save $50 this week only with code GRACE50. So go to EdenPureDeals.com, use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. This savings is off the already low sale price. Get the temperature higher and the bills a lot lower with the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater. Now, do not forget when you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you check out the Gen 40 heater and you're about to buy it, you've got to enter code GRACE50. It's code GRACE50 because I want you to get the $50 off and I want you to get the free shipping as an added bonus, okay? So go to EdenPureDeals.com, use code GRACE50 to get your Gen 40 heater today. We'll be right back with the captain. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. Here's an amusing headline for you. Special counsel hits back at Hunter Biden requesting Trump and Barr subpoenas. So I talked about this last week, that Hunter's, his legal team is now on the offensive. And they are saying, you know, you want to subpoena me, I'm going to subpoena you. I'm going to subpoena Trump. But special counsel David Weiss put an end to that real quick. And he actually argued that Biden's request is meritless and should be denied. Um, Now, what Hunter's arguing is that his gun crimes charge had originated um, in a vindictive Justice Department, but that doesn't really make any sense because these charges were brought when his dad was the president of the United States. So not really adding up. You know what's interesting? On a side note, I was just reading the story in Politico about how Biden got all this money approved for these charging stations and none of them have been made. And in the article, it says, Oh, with increasing demand for electric vehicles, you know, they're trying to get these charging stations made. According to Fox, it says electric vehicle demand falls short of expectations. So that's strange. Uh, Joining us now is Howie Carr. Howie, I was trying to sum up a call that you had last week from a guy who said, you know, you give Ukraine a hard time and the funding for Ukraine you don't support. But when it comes to Israel, you seem to be supportive of sending money to Israel. And you kind of broke this down in a way that I thought was important. You explained that it doesn't end with Israel. If they don't fight this, it's coming here. Right. And, you know, as opposed to Russia, which is not a good country, but it, it has a smaller gross domestic product than uh, than the state of California, the failed state of California. I mean, this and they're already flooding the uh, flooding the West with these uh, these immigrants who don't want to assimilate that are just uh, trying to destroy uh, everything around. Look at look at what's happening in Philadelphia. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's insane. And, uh, you know, we're, we're f- fighting. I mean, they, they have a saying, uh, first we go for the Saturday people, and then we go for the Sunday people, meaning first they get the Jews, then they get the Christians. I mean, I, I think we have a real stake in Israel's uh, survival and uh, victory. That's a really, really good way to put it. And uh, the other way you described it, Howie, with that caller is it's one greedy guy versus another greedy guy when it comes to Zelensky and, and Vladimir Putin. Right. And, and, this, and the, the Israelis are fighting to prevent genocide. I mean, I'd say that's a little more serious uh, matter. And, and no one's at, the Israelis aren't asking for boots on the ground. They just want assistance. 
Absolutely. Howie Carr has a lot to say, and he's back, baby. So don't go anywhere.